Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast. This has been a joyous podcast to record for the last few months. That ends there. Uh, Norwich City have just been defeated by uh, six goals to two away at Plymouth Argyle. Um, it's Jack Reeve, it's Chris Reeve, back for your weekly therapy session. Um, good right. to see you. Can I just start? <laughs> Can I just start, Jack? Right. Get the, get, pick yours up. Pick, pick your hat up. Pick your hat up. Pick your hat up. Yeah? Forget it. Forget it. Oh, the dream... Is the dream over? It's over. Forget it. Really? Yeah. We ain't going up playing like that. It's a disgrace. <laughs> oh, God. I thought we were going to ease ourselves in. No. It is a disgrace. Last week on the podcast, we said if we beat Leicester and we beat Plymouth... Yeah. The hats yeah. are going... Surely yeah. you, your opinion can't change on us in, in the space of two games. It's not the Leicester performance. Mm. That That pummeling by Plymouth mm. the un- the annihilation by Argyle that was good mate oh my god look we've, show. We, we've got Horror a lot show. to discuss on today's show we've got you know we have to look ahead as well as as well as behind um let's start on a positive yes and it's not Anameda. Uh, we are auctioning a Yusuf Safri signed match worn Norwich City shirt for the big C yes we are We'll link it in the description below. Yeah. He's he's a proper, the streets will never forget mm. type player, isn't he, is. he for Norwich City. Um, so yes, all funds raised will be going uh, to Big C, obviously helping people locally affected by cancer. Yeah. Um, so far, the bidding is at £185. <laughs> pounds. Yeah, so already, already a great amount uh, raised. But just to highlight this shirt, it's a match-worn Yusuf Safri shirt. Like, You've you've got his actual sweat mm, on it. Okay. Oh no, it's signed as well. Yeah, yeah. A signed sweaty Safri shirt, and it's got the lovely Coca Cola um, sleeve badges. It's on, just, which just remind me of like early sort of or mid two thousands. I know? would I would argue that this actually should be in the Norwich City Trophy cabinet. Like it's this is this is Norwich City heritage. <laughs> it really is. So look, you can get your hands on it if you've got more than 185 quid and you yeah. fancy that bit of Norwich City history. Donate and raise lots of money for the big city. Well, we could have maybe longed that positive out because on my on my agenda, Chris, we don't have too much more. We're going to be discussing uh, two defeats, Leicester and Plymouth. Probably more uh, more Plymouth. Sadly, uh, we're going to be looking ahead to. We've got two games this week: Fulham and Birmingham. Sometimes they say, don't they? The best way to get over a defeat is just to keep playing as many football matches. Although I'm slightly scared for both. Uh, and then we will be getting on to the Twitter questions, and there are a lot. And the mood isn't great. Put it this way, on the Twitter questions this week, mm. and for you guys that, that follow us on Talk Norris City, you would have seen, I put rants. It's normally statements, questions, rants and raves. Mm. And deleted raves. Not happening this week. I'm just not <laughs> allowing it. I'm not. I'm not allowing it, right? So no one can call us happy clappers, that's for sure. Um, but the rants have capped to three per person because <laughs> I had a funny feeling that we were going to get overwhelmed. And, and sadly, that is the case, Jack. Jack. Oh, boy. <laughs> That is the most goals we've conceded at this level since 1996. Really? I was three years old. I wasn't born. It was against Port Vale. <laughs> What's worse, six against Port Vale or Plymouth? <laughs> Plymouth in the circumstances. Yeah. Let's take ourselves a few days further back. It's Go on Wednesday then. night. It's a soggy Wednesday evening in Carrow Road. We're up against Leicester. Yeah. Um, and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling fairly good and I must say I was feeling good until I saw the, not only the Leicester lineup, but the Leicester 
bench, which was just phenomenal. Okay. And I must say, caveating all of this, I think Leicester have been the standout side that I've seen this season. Yeah. Norwich City lose the game 2-0. It was a brilliant save to deny Shane Duffy. Kenny McLean hit the crossbar. Yeah. I came away from that evening, despite being very soggy and Norwich City losing, I felt yeah. good. We, I certainly, thought Norwich, we certainly weren't disheartened, were I we? thought Norwich had put in a decent performance. A decent performance. I, I saw glimpses from Huang yeah. that got me slightly giddy. Um, and did I saw enough to go, okay, we're... Did you? Sort of. Might be the beer. I, I've seen enough to go to Plymouth and expect three points. Yeah. I saw the starting eleven for the game against Plymouth and thought, okay, like relatively pleased. I thought yeah. two up front was quite bold. Yeah. Ida and, and Huang. Oh, good, go and get it. Yeah, go and I get thought, it. okay, like Wagner means business. We're going to Plymouth against the side. I, th- I don't think they've won in five. Slightly up against it. Let's go and beat them. Mm-hmm. What happened next was nothing short of an absolute car crash. I mean, I mean, where do we start? Because I, the, the, my match review on Saturday, I'd, I'd, I'd watched the game on a, on a fully legal stream and I was just shell shocked. Mm, yeah, I was as well. I was that. I just I couldn't believe what I'd seen. The thing, I've, I've, like obviously there's been a lot of reaction and a lot of justified emotional reaction to that to that result. It was a horror show, a car crash, all of those words and, and phrases, completely fair and accurate. And by the way, I want to start by saying, um, and I know it's not a lot because a lot of people say, well, you should have done it on the pitch. But I do want to say big up to Kenny McLean for his post-match interview after Plymouth, for owning it, for understanding, uh, obviously without losing the money, you know, understanding how the fans feel, looks genuinely distraught. And I was I, like, I saw I'm, t- I'm pleased that that hurts. I saw a tweet that said it, it's very Russ Martin away at Brighton 2016. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I thought it's so true. But no, fair play to, to Kenny for... Um, I couldn't believe how Kenny for fronting honest up. he was, actually. But I think the, the thing that, that, that we've seen banded about is, you know, okay, was it a blip? Mm. Was it a coincidence? Was it a one-off? Was this coming? Mm. Um, or was it just one of those bad days at the office? And honestly, Jack, if I take off my normally positive, I, I want to assume good, mm. right? That, you know, I, I feel like football without hope is pointless. Mm. Football without hope, you may as well not, not turn up, yeah. right? But what are you doing to yourself? If mm. you're not going to hope and believe that your team is going to win, what's the point, mm. right? Um, and I saw what happened and I was just, uh, and, and, and I must admit, I think it's been coming. I don't think a result of that magnitude has been coming, but I posted this on on my ex account after Just say the, Twitter. the day after the game, um, saying if you look at, don't get me wrong, Rotherham did score a, a very good goal against us. To be fair, postage stamp finish, but look at how Leicester um, beat us. Uh, look at all of basically all the areas that, that Plymouth beat us in, and and I think we've been found out, Jack. I think Norwich City have been found out, and it's sad that we have. But what's become very clear is that teams are getting the ball into the most dangerous space of the pitch. Within, if it's not one, it's only two passes. We haven't got the pace at the back to keep up with a pacey forward, mm. and if it's a pacey and a big lump of a forward, like most Championship teams have, currently we're struggling. Mm. And it's because we're going man for man. And I must admit, Jack, I was so baffled, so bloody baffled by the huge drop-off from the Leicester game. I, I went out and I spoke to people within the game because I was like, I'm, I'm angry, I'm confused. 
how has this happened? And I spoke to someone within within the game, and I won't I won't I won't name him because it's unfair. But he'd said to me, Chris, this has been coming, and this is how teams will beat Norwich this season. And I was mm. like, and he, and he sent me clips and screenshots of all of the games. I thought, bloody hell, you're right. Mm. It's it's just a huge gape in in our team for for any team to expose. But can Norwich City adapt? Well, I think we have to. Well, I think we have to. And this is where and this is where David Wagner is now back under pressure again. Mm. Because three teams have sussed your team out easily, comfortably. And I don't, you know, and, and I, it's very easy for um, us to slag off. The, you know I love to slag off the opposition, right? Mm. Because I love Norwich City. Not because I necessarily hate them. I just love Norwich City. But, you know, I, Plymouth... Are a, are a really good team at home. Mm. They're a very good, well-drilled team at home. But what they did, it wasn't particularly special. They hit us on the counter. They did all the basics right. They kept their passing tight. And critically, not none of these bloody XG field tilt bollocks, yeah? <laughs> they stuck the ball in the back of the bloody net, mm. right? And I, and I, and I worry. I, I am seriously worried. And what I'm more worried about, Jack, weirdly... Actually, no, I'm not more worried about it. But what I'm really fearful of going to this Birmingham game, forget Fulham in the Cup. Wow, are you anti-Cup? I'm not anti-Cup. It sounds like you're anti-Cup. I'm not anti-Cup. I'm just saying forget this, right? You've seen the light. The fans will care when we win our next league game, right? Not if we win away. Like, that will be great to help a little bit. As I said previously, it will be a giggle. But I'm very worried about the mood of the North City fans. An absolute annihilation away at Argyle and you saw the way that the fans responded to that and it really highlighted the fragility of not just the team on the pitch and the you know everything going on behind the scenes but also the the supporters as well all it takes is I genuinely think Jack and I don't think it's harsh me saying this I think that result has completely almost invalidated the start to the season we've had I'd Mm. go as strong as that you're building momentum. You're building trust. And I, I want to say a big up to Connor Southwell. Southall, as you like to call him. Big up to Connor Southwell. And go and watch his his review after the game. And I thought he was everything he said was superb. Um, and uh, and he really just made his points very clear. So if you're not bothered to listen to us, our nonsense, go and listen to him. And, and how watch this first, it. though. How he summarised it was, was very, very good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I think... I think it's a big worry, mate. I think it's a worry... It just shows how fragile this situation is. I, I, I like that you've raised the word fragility because I was, I'm was. i still really mixed about what I, th- what I think about this game because I'm really hoping it was a one-off. I, I just can't see, particularly defensively, how you know it was an unchanged back line. You knew this has been good this season. I think Gibson and mm. Duffy have been good. Maybe all right in terms of teams have learned how to play against them the fear was always can they handle it on the floor they've been good when they've had to win aerial duels and I think Jack Stacey's been one of the standout performers in the league so far this season they were all shocking at the weekend yeah my biggest concern was at at 2-0 45 minutes on the clock you're going well this is far from ideal yeah but let's just get in at half time but you're still in it at 2-0 yeah you are and and, and the clock has hit 45 minutes you've got a few minutes out of time see it out yeah in the next four minutes that was the biggest concern two more plymouth goals a complete just calamity of 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 football and 
that to me was like, how are we so mentally all over the shop? Because the, the, the argument last season, Chris, was, well, they're young and we're bedding in youngsters. Yeah, so agree. you've got that excuse. This season... Oh, there's no excuse. This season, you've got a central defensive partnership of Duffy and Gibson. Yeah. played hundreds yeah. of championship games. Yeah. You've got a midfield that, that has Kenny McLean in it, yeah. who we're raving about as being this leader. You've got two wing-backs who've played a lot of championship football. Jack Stacey has, has tasted promotion. And yet, this has still been allowed to happen. And, and, and someone noted on Twitter, you know, after I was trying to put a, somewhat of a positive spin on it after what I'd seen. And someone said, Jack, look back to last season when Wagner first came in. A, a brilliant win away at Coventry. Yes. I think it was 4-2 or something. I know where you're going And already. Preston, I think we'd beat 4-0 or 4-1 yeah. or something away from home. And at that point, you go, wow, Norwich have found something. We're great going forwards. This is exciting. And then we fell off a cliff. Mm. And that's my concern is I, I don't know why, and I still can't put my finger on it, why we're seemingly so fragile mentally. That's my concern. <sighs> I don't know if I'm... I don't... Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I would pin it on mentality. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Am I... Am I, I think I might have lost my mind from this Plymouth the, loss, Jack. I just, I just think, right, you look at the way that we... Yes, we lost 2-0 to Leicester, but we looked in it. Yeah. Yeah? We had a couple of chances, and that game could have... Could have I know, you know we didn't, but it could have changed. Mm. And I know we didn't turn up to Plymouth, and I know we didn't turn up to Rotherham, but I feel like the mentality at the start of the season has been good. It has been good. And so the drop-off is is absolutely astronomical. It's now three losses in four games. Um, and, and, and do you know what? I'm, I'm not having the injuries bollocks. I'm not having it. And to be fair, David said it after his post-match, and I completely disagree with him. He can't use it as an excuse. I think there is... Sergeant stretches the back line of the opposition, yes. yeah? Yes. Good. He does bring physicality. Good. Barnsley, leader, drags people up. I've said it in the last podcast, he's so important to this team. But they're two attackers. I, uh, There's no fucking excuses for what we saw, Jack. No, it's not. It's amateur hour stuff. I think it has a part to play. I'm not, I don't think it's an excuse. And I think actually Adam Ede has come in and, and done an okay job. And we'll get onto him shortly. I think it, I think it changes the way we play. Missing both Barnes and, and Sargent. Yeah. I think that's... I think it is a huge loss. But it doesn't stop you from doing the it basics, doesn't. Jack. I mean, oh my God. Like, I've made a note of, of, you know, I watched it, but I've put myself through it like Chinese torture for all mm. of the prep for this. Um, and it's all, like, none of them were great goals. No, no, no. And, and I just want to caveat this by saying, I respect Plymouth, where they've come from, what they've done, how they run as a football club. Their great fan, recruitment. Their, their well. fans, great recruitment. But... And it's almost a compliment to Plymouth. Like, it, it, it was just so easy. None of them were outstanding goals. It was all amateur hour defending from Norwich City, right? The first goal, we just completely switched off. It was slow and lethargic. Yeah. The second goal from a free kick, mm. we were set up all wrong, in my opinion anyway, which is just fucking basic. You set up right on a free kick and we, we failed to do that. Head loss. The third goal, Duffy's the last man back. He does well to collect the ball, but he doesn't lump it into Rose Ed. Mm. He sort of just, I don't know what he does. He just mm. doesn't clear it. Mm. I'm like, Complacency. Mate, what are you doing? Mm. And then the fourth goal is, a, again, another three-on-three -three situation where we've left that gap in that attacking space 
for the opposition to, to, to get to. The fifth goal, the wing-backs are high up the pitch and haven't tracked back, so we're stretched out of position. Um, and, and there's, I mean, the, the fifth and sixth is the same. And I, and I need to say as well, just, just to be fair as well, Angus will be very disappointed at a couple of those goals yeah. um, because he should have done better as well, yeah? Hurts me to say it, but it's true. Um, you know, but, but overall, I would say we invited them on and it was all just really standard, easy stuff for Plymouth, wasn't it? I think the, the you know, I, I did enjoy the, not enjoy, that's the wrong word. I, I appreciated Kenny McLean's honesty post-match. Yeah. It did concern me because the way I really wanted to think in my head that this was an anomaly and this was a one-off, the way he spoke, mm. the, it, it, it hit me like he, exp- he thought that this was going to happen at some point. And, mm. and I think he was asked something along the lines of like, you know, can you adapt? Like, do Norwich City need to now adapt? And he said, yes, we're certainly going to try that or, some, or something along those lines. And I just thought... I think that in the back of his mind, he knew that this was coming at some point. I don't know if I'd go that far, and I would defend Kenny, actually. I think it's incredibly difficult to do post-match, especially as a player, actually, mm. um, especially when you've had a poor performance, which I'm sure he would he would agree with. Um, but I, I actually felt that he collected his, his words very well. Uh, he apologised to the fans. He said all the right things, actually. I think it's very hard to summarise how you're feeling in that moment because really what he probably wanted to say is, mate, leave me alone. I need to get in here because this is horrific. Mm. I'm sorry to the fans and I promise you we'll try and put it right next week. But obviously he's got to collate answers, hasn't he? So I, I wouldn't look into it that much, Jack. Okay. But, but what I would say is I think we went into Rotherham complacent. Yeah, I'd go as strong as that. We then motivate ourselves for the Leicester game because we're live on Sky, biggest game of the season, and we put in a pretty decent performance. We beat Stoke in between. Yeah? And then, yeah, yeah, we did. But again, we, if I'm honest, we scraped past yeah, them, didn't yeah. we, Jack? And, and actually, but the, I, I've been made to feel like I've, I actually have now, I've doubted, I've doubted myself because I thought, what a great um, ground out one nil win that's what I thought I'm now thinking Stoke couldn't thread a pass together all fucking game they were completely useless in midfield mm. and they probably made it really easy for us and I'm sorry that uh, that's just how I feel at the moment mm. that's just how I feel at the moment let's let's gloss you know let's forget about Fulham I think it's a nice opportunity for the likes of Huang hopefully signs to come in yeah. let's just see how that goes but Adam Eder are we going to talk about him I was about to say Adam Eder couple of goals that takes him up to four for the season I think he's second top scorer in the division as, as well as at Norwich City pretty remarkable considering is he in the division I yeah, didn't I think know that so. oh right okay I think he scored four yeah four something like that okay he's up he's well up there considering he hasn't started a lot of the games you know he's clearly a confidence player isn't he Adam Eater? yes and, and and this is his this is his chance and I said it in my video I said he's actually got to be really thankful that he's had this many chances because at another team you get one chance and if you don't take it yeah, you're course. gone yeah of course and, and, and that's not the case with Adam I think look is he as good as Josh Sargent no is he as good as Ashley Barnes no but he can score goals in the championship and he has mm. proven that I think he scored something like nine goals for Norwich City now in the championship something like that and he's only started I think 14 games mm-hmm. so the stats kind of skew it slightly because it says he's played something like 40 championship games but you can he always... hasn't started too many yes I, I think for Adam to get a couple of goals will do him the world of good 
And, and I don't like it when people are kind of going, well, you know, the, the pressure was off. Plymouth weren't playing, you know, properly because they were 4-0 up at the time. Actually, let's just celebrate that, that Adam scored a couple of goals and let's yeah. hope that that continues going into, into Birmingham this weekend because now that is suddenly a really big game. I would agree. I actually would disagree with you. Sorry to tease you there. I would disagree <laughs> with you. I do think it was easier for Adam no, to score no, those goals in the circumstances. But you can still celebrate him you know, yeah. scoring a couple. And this really boiled my piss over that Plymouth game. Yeah, you, You've said it yourself, right, Jack. Adam's been given a chance now. Uh, he's going to get a long run mm. in, in this team. Let's allow him to take his chance. Because mm. at the moment, all of the hate and uh, you know personal comments and abuse of Adam, you know that's not going to do him any good. I'm so pleased that Adam Eder isn't on social media now because some of the comments are just absolutely... It's mind-blowing, okay? It's within Norwich City's best interests for Norwich City supporters to support Adam Eder more than ever before, not abuse him, okay? Now, perhaps where I rubbed people up the wrong way uh, during the Plymouth game is I posted saying, well done, Adam. Great great to see him score a couple of goals. and That will do him the world of good in terms of his confidence, right? He then goes one behind Johnny Rowe. And all of the comments were, well, it doesn't matter, Chris, because we're losing, we're losing, we're losing, we're shit, we're rubbish. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, I get that. I'm just saying, let's praise Adam. Mm. Let's pray, come on, come on. Because in a game where it's tighter, he's done his job. Mm. He's done his job, and fair play to Adam for doing his job. Because none of those, none of those other players did their jobs properly mm. on, on um, against Plymouth. And I'm seeing, even like Forshaw, right? He, I think Forshaw came on and looked all right but again he made a couple of misplaced passes and he's getting he's escaping criticism i'm like adam eder is doing his job please allow him to take his chance please try and support him and anyone can pick and choose including us and we're guilty of that i'm guilty of it with hernandez right we pick and choose stats to highlight things mm. right like that's just what stats do I mean, for example, the the overriding stat, that the, the one that blows my mind against Plymouth, we had over 60% possession. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. lost six fucking two, okay? <laughs> so with Adam Eder, yes, what is it now? 10 goals in God knows how many games, right? But the amount of minutes he's played and the amount of starts he's had is barely anything. He didn't get his loan, which is negligence on behalf of Norwich City Football Club, might I add, and I need to stick that in because mm. it's true. That's not Adam's fault. His five-year contract... That's not Adam's fault either. Yes, it adds pressure, but that's not on Adam. Mm. Please support him, guys. I'm not saying he's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm not saying he should start every game for Norwich City Football Club. I'm not saying he's better than Josh Sargent. But come on, we're better than this. And equally, he's our only option at the moment. Like, well, it's yeah. not his choice that he's, you know, been thrown in the deep end. And he's scoring goals. If Adam, I will be the first to... I promise you, I'm saying this to Karen now. I promise you. If Adam has two games where he doesn't score, I'm going to be on his back because this is his chance and he needs to take it. But at the moment, he's scoring goals. Mm. The, the one thing I kind of want to bounce off you, Chris, there was, a, there was a caller on Canary Call at the weekend. I think his name was Peter, proper Norfolk boy. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And he was saying, let's just all calm down a bit, right? We expected to come into this season and finish mid-table. 
at the moment, we're around mid-table. We've won a couple of games convincingly. We've yeah. edged a couple. We've lost by a few, few fine margins and we've been pumped. Yeah. Probably, we're in the exact position we, we expected us to be. And, and it's because we started so well that this game is so shocking. Now, I'm certainly not saying... If you concede six to Plymouth, it's unacceptable. Yeah. But I just think, and, in, and and maybe there might be more proof over the next couple of games that actually we yeah. are a really poor side. Yeah. But at this moment, I'm just trying. I'm trying to say to myself, this was a complete <laughs> one-off. We need to yeah. calm down. We've proven we can we can put it up against the best teams in the division. Yeah. And let's not forget that Leicester game where we all came out going, that was great. We put it up against them. That was f- three, four days from Plymouth. Yeah, and now yeah. we're saying, well, we're going to be in a relegation spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Context here, I think, is really important. And I, and I genuinely think, from what I've seen this season, we are a better team than I expected us to be. Now, my yes. expectations were through the floor, granted. <laughs> yeah, they were. And I thought our recruitment was average and actually have been quite impressed by all of them. Mm. I'm just really hoping that this was this is the game where we look back on come the end of the season and go, we needed that. Yeah, look, and I, and again, I posted some of this after the game. I was like, oh, I don't know, like, yeah, maybe this is the wake-up call that we needed, similar to the one that we had with Leeds at home. Do you remember when they absolutely schooled us and yeah. it was 3-0 and we'd, we were nowhere near it that day, in my opinion, and then it transformed our season. Don't get me wrong, very different setup now. I totally get that. I disagree with Peter from Canary Call because... You can't tell people to calm down after a 6-2 loss. No, you but you can, you can provide no, no, no. context. No, 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 no. Don't calm down. Norwich City fans are totally entitled to be emotional, angry, and actually fucking furious. Ooh. I'm still angry. I'm still seething right now. I've not calmed down. I actually got in trouble with the missus over the weekend. Because I'm saying, I'm, I'm so angry. I'm, I'm so, so angry at them. Mm. I cannot believe their standards have, have slipped that much. I just I I can't believe it, and so I think they're entitled to to feel emotional. And do you know what? As well, should I tell you what else is an absolute disgrace? Ninety two pounds for coach mm. and ticket to Plymouth. I was really shocked actually when and I and they show up and they bend over yeah. and they let Plymouth give it to us. I, I know that you know fuel costs have gone up, and but I, I the last time I probably got Club Canary was twenty. I want to say sixteen. It's been a while, and I used to take it every week yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was a young. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the most expensive club canary I ever paid was Sunderland away, and it's yeah, thirty. Yeah. And it's thirty-two pounds. Yeah, it's something like sixty-five quid to go to Plymouth and Swansea on the sixty-five. Someone's having it off there because I, fuel hasn't gone up that much. <laughs> I mean, that is an absolute disgrace. I just think, but you speak of context, Jack, and you know, bringing up you know Peter from Canary Call again. Well, there's I think some, his name was Peter. Well, there's some there's some context for you, Peter. I ain't calming down. <laughs> 1,600 plus Norwich fans yeah. paid £92 to witness that shower of shit. Mm. It's unacceptable. And if those Norwich City players don't react and respond and put in a bloody excellent performance against Birmingham and critically win, they're letting the club down. They're seriously letting the club down. It's unacceptable. They do know that though. I'm, I w- what I would like to say and make clear the players know just how bad that was at Plymouth. They know it. And so, you know, I, I don't want people to think, oh, you know, like, I don't want people to say, for example, the players don't care. They haven't got the heart. They don't give a shit about the club. All this, that's, that is nonsense. Mm. They had a bad, bad day. They definitely know it. But I ain't accepting that shit 
and not winning against Birmingham on Saturday. We've got to beat them. Let's lower the tone some more and look at Twitter. So I'm so angry. <laughs> Let's start with the positive. Yes, please. Uh, Argyle Have you life. Had, is this actually a positive? Well, it's from a Plymouth fan, so oh. they're, 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 you know, on cloud. Hang on, you can't allow that. I can. Okay. Uh, Travelling fans were an absolute credit. 5-0 down, still bouncing and making the best of the situation. Confusingly brilliant. Safe trip home. <laughs> well, yeah, it speaks volumes. And one thing is for sure, and, and there will be people... Um, at the club watching and listening to this if you dare blame the Norwich City fans this season mm. you are a disgrace as well as the players that put in that performance against Plymouth because they showed up and they supported to the degree that some supporters are angry that other supporters supported <laughs> that's how much we supported right and don't get me wrong my personal opinion is I ain't clapping those players after no. that game I do I do side with those people because it was a disgrace but that's how much they were supporting and I do agree with that Plymouth fan that they were excellent and those 1600 plus heroes deserve a lot of praise for going for and, that and, and just on a slight tangent Chris I've, I've seen a lot of people and I think it comes off the back of the, the current relegation zone in the Premier League at the moment you've got Luton Sheffield United and Burnley yeah. the three promoted sides yeah. and I've seen a lot of Norwich fans and I get this opinion going like what's the point anymore because say we do get promoted and it's very unlikely say we do get promoted we know what's happening we're coming straight back down and and the gap between the premier league and the championship is ever growing and i keep seeing people saying what's the point i don't care anymore actually the point is nothing to do with what we see on the pitch and that's never been the point of supporting norwich city the, mm -hmm. the point of supporting any football team but in particular norwich city is the community, the memories that you make. My best memories of supporting Norwich City That's good, have right? nothing to do with what I've seen on the pitch. They're the friends I've met, the, 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 the away days and the road trips that mm. we've had, the lifelong friendships I've gathered, the, the laughs in the pub, the meals we've had pre-match. I don't... You Do you know, remember that one at Bournemouth away where we, like, was a like, where we like wined and dined? I mean, and they're the moments where I look and go... <laughs> I'm never doing that if I don't support Norwich City. Yeah. So actually, the point is nothing to do right. with what's on the pitch. And yes, football is broken. And yes, we're operating in a, in a very broken system. We can't do anything about that. That's the way it is. On this point, what I would say is I'm, I'm really happy to see finally some of the big journalists um, sta standing up for Luton, yeah, yeah. for example, because... You know, Norwich City were lumbered with the same thing. They're not giving it a go X, Y, Z. Well, hang on a minute. We chucked 60 quid. Uh, 60 quid. It felt like... <laughs> that was the first season. To be honest with you, it felt like 60 quid because of how shit we were. You know, we chucked 60 million quid at trying to stay up last season yeah. and we still couldn't survive. And don't get me wrong, the recruitment was woeful. We, have, we haven't got the time to go on to, into a podcast about why football's broken. No, yet, no. But I agree with your point. My point I'm looking was, at those if, now and thinking, blooming heck. My point was, if you're, if you're starting to question... Your support for Norwich City. Remember why you do it. Remember why you go. Yeah, Remember okay. the people you've met. Remember the great times yeah, you've had. Because that's actually, that's what matters. That was quite emotional from you. Thank you. Michael Bowers has sent in a question. Friend of the channel, Sunderland fan. And go and check out his his channel, by the way. Um, an absolutely brilliant guy. Um, love watching his channel. Go and check it out. And anyway, Michael Bowers says, interesting point regarding strikers. Ooh. We played majority of last season without a striker, mm. yet finished in the top six. Mm. Although not having a striker can have an effect, it's still no excuse to concede the goals Norwich did. 
just an outsider anyway, looking forward to the podcast. Well, Michael, thanks for your question. And it is, interest, it is an interesting point. Sunderland did pretty well yeah. without a striker. And, and, it, and I think it is perfect validation for the fact that I ain't buying anyone that's saying, well, you know, Sarge and Barnes are injured, so therefore we can't expect to get any points. Or well, we can at least draw yeah. games. We can draw games. You know what? Part, if, it, you know, if in doubt, park the bus and just don't fucking lose. Mm. I agree with Michael. Michael. Michael sort of, you know, Sunderland obviously going around 2010 Spain. I think the the point I've got from from that, Michael, is, you know, football teams have to adapt and good managers adapt. And we've clearly not done that well enough this season or last season. And, and, and for those, you know, questioning Wagner on that, I think you have a very valid point because actually in-game management, again, wasn't good enough against Plymouth. I was... Really surprised with our substitutions against Leicester. This this uh, this weird kind of thought he has that Liam Gibbs is like an attacking player has absolutely baffled me. Quick pause though, please. Right? Yeah. I I do agree with you, but here's where I sympathise and empathise with with David Wagner. Mm. What has he got on the bench? Really? Well, he... really? Like we've got players that can play multiple positions. Why? Because they're not good enough to have an actual specified position. Yeah. Like. Norwich City, without injuries, have a have a good championship starting eleven, in my humble opinion. And we've got starting eleven that should absolutely end up in the playoffs this season without injuries. Mm. You look at our bench mm. and you're thinking, Christ almighty. You look at it compared to Leicester's and you go, Well, wow, yeah, but no, 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 you can't no, don't factor in Leicester. That that's irrelevant. But to every other championship side, you know, we haven't got the bench. So that's where I would stand up for David Wagner and say, well, to be fair. He hasn't actually got a lot of quality to come off the bench, really. Mm. Um, certainly not the quality to actually change games enough, in my opinion. Here's what concerns me, Jack, and this is sent in from Lewis Alpha. He says, Wagner needs to go. He doesn't adapt his tactics to fit his current players. If we keep him, we'll be in and around the relegation zone by Derby Day. Try and get someone like Potter would be my ideal. I'm not sure about Graham Potter. I highly doubt that we'd be able to to get him but but this, this is my point Jack about why I'm fearing next Saturday because if we lose I think I think it's going to be the beginning of seriously toxic levels at North City Football Club again yeah and because that, because then it's four in five losses and that it? feels remarkable that that we are questioning that because you know I look back to I think the, the really surprising game for me this season was that first game against Hull I expected a toxic atmosphere, particularly when we went one 0 down in that. And actually, we had the complete opposite. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. We had you cannot criticise um, the fans. Yeah, we backed them. We had absolute full support, and that's maintained throughout this season. So I don't, I don't think the atmosphere is going to switch that much. But, and I, I also don't think Wagner is in any way, shape, or form going to be sacked in the next few months. I just don't see the club seeing that no, as a possibility. I don't know. Um, but in terms of the the, the lack of um, in-game tweaks, I think there there is fragility with with Wagner's armour. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right, next question: Is that light flickering? It did. Way? I think it's just gone off. <laughs> just like Norwich City's chances of promotion. The side, the side, Well, yeah, we're struggling to put the put the uh, put the money in the coffers. Mm. Um, <laughs> right, come on, Jack. What's your question? Uh, Josh Bailey. Uh, this is Adam Eder's best scoring season in his career. We're only 10 games in. All is it really? Is it really? He's That's also one away from top spot in the Golden Boot race. Uh, question. Am I suddenly getting very excited about this lad? Look, I, I think with, yeah, with, any, with any striker, with any player, you need consistent game time. And, and Eder's getting that. And I think, and, and as we've touched on, he's delivering. I don't think he's a Josh Sargent. 
But it's all we've got, and I think based on what we've seen so far, he's he's a better yeah. player than Huang. Yeah. So um, yeah, fair right. play to the lad. Right, we've been. This is the first time in the history of Talk Norwich City that we've been sent an inspirational quote. Wow. Right, is and it, and that from? inspirational quote is from former Norwich City player Dave Phillips. Right, <laughs> and he's put. Ready? I'll try. I'll try it. It's from it's from um, Rocky Balboa. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, and it may beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> God, keep no. going, keep going. How much can you take and keep moving forward? <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I've absolutely lost my mind here. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go get it and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you're going to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. Rocky Balboa. Wow. So look, Remarkable. basically the message from that that Dave, Dave Phillips is trying to say <laughs> is, is Chris can't do Rocky Balboa impression. Stop blaming. And yeah, life's a contact sport and so is football. Mm. We're going to get hurt. Mm. And it's how you respond to those defeats. And so far, those players haven't, <laughs> resp- haven't responded to Rotherham, Leicester, Plymouth. No. But I like where you're going, Dave. And I appreciate that. Do you know what? Can people send inspirational speeches more often? I enjoyed that. Thank you. Norwich have been right hooked against Plymouth. Yes. And they bled out on the canvas. Yeah. And they didn't ever get up. Yeah. Well, and, I, yeah. And, and, I mean, and, I think we're in hospital, possibly paralysed. Yeah. I mean, if that was boxing, the referee calls it. Oh, God, it, yeah. Calls it half-time yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's dangerous. Um, Stuart Sayer. Now, this is going to really get you down because Stuart's a very intelligent and a, and a brilliant guy. And like he's coming at us with facts here. Right. And we know that they don't care about feelings. Correct. Statement. Go on. After eight games, Norwich City are averaging 1.625 points per game yeah. versus Ipswich Town's oh. 2.625. <sighs> Maintain that trajectory and the gap between the two clubs would be 21 points oh. by the time we rock up at Portman Road on the 16th of December. This is a very scary prospect. What first mention yeah. of Ipswich Town? No, I can't. Welcome. Look, I can't. I can't escape it. What is making this current patch of defeats so much worse is that they keep winning. Yes, I would be lying if I was to say I'm not worried because I am worried mm. about that, and I am talking into existence that they will fall off around um, winter time. Have you got any reasons to believe why that would happen? Uh, well, I think they've got some really tough games. I do. I think they've got some really tough games all bunched together mm. against some really good sides. Um, and, what happens and, if they and win Perhaps those? injuries. The problem is they've got so much money to, to actually reinforce in January and we haven't got a pot to bloody piss in. That's the problem there. So... But I don't want to talk about them. I yeah, I, I said it at the start of the season, and it's to be fair, my one prediction that's actually gone right. Ipswich are a very good side this season, and I think they'll go up. James Starling, Djan vlogs on the on X oh, says how you would both how you would both go about changing this form. 
new formation, personnel change, or stick with the current eleven and tell them to make amends? I mean, that's the that's. I mean, if we knew that, we'd it would be. I've got it, Jack. Here's where I'm at with it. I've already thought about this. Okay, we've got Fulham Fulham away in the cup next. Simple as this. You give a, you start a second string team against Fulham, and you say to them. You want you want to be wearing this badge on Saturday against Birmingham at home? Go out there and put in a performance, and you have my word that you'll start mm. genuinely. Because I don't think any of those Norwich City players, apart from Adam, apart from Adam Eder, mm. <laughs> actually deserve um, to keep their starting place for next Saturday. Genuinely, mm. and I don't think any of the Norwich players can can argue with that because of how bad they were. Mm. You know, if you put in a performance against Fulham in the cup, give them a go on Saturday. Yeah. We do need personnel change. Yes. We, we definitely need a system change because man for man is inviting so much space into those attacking areas, as I've said so many times. We saw against Leicester, particularly the one that absolutely blew my mind is from a goal kick. They're through on goal. Mm. That should be illegal. That should be a crime against football, Jack. <laughs> and we committed it, right? So to be honest with you, James, I'd consider, well, I'd consider those first two, but I wouldn't stick with the, first, I wouldn't stick with the current 11 because we've seen that they've lost against Rotherham. Leicester and Plymouth and after you lose 6-2 nah I'm sorry you're out of the team you're out of the team Danny I like this from Danny trying to inject some positivity into us oh, statement yes please go on that was a really tough watch but a collapse like that won't happen again this season Oof. we needed to be humbled and taken back down to earth so we try harder yeah. we will bounce back against Birmingham and we will go on to win the league Wagner's at the wheel come on you yellows <laughs> It was, you know what, Danny? I was about to clap you until you said we'd win the league. But thank you for trying to put some positivity I, in the room. I, I agree with part of that, Danny. I don't think we're going to win the league. But I agree. I, do, I just don't think that collapse happens again this season. Because I hope and I pray that now the players realise just how painful that feels, they will do everything in their power to not let that happen again. And if that does happen again then we all have every right to get fully stuck into them. I think they already deserve to be stuck into after the 6-2. I'm sorry, you don't you, you've lost you've lost 3 and 4 and then you've embarrassed well every Norwich City fan across the planet, but you've you've put 1600 plus fans mm. through total utter torture and they've had to pay for that total utter torture mm. in excess of 100 pounds. Go on. Um I, I think can I just I, say? I, can I just say? I'm really sorry. I said to I said to you, Jack, before we filmed. I'm mm. like, mate, I don't want to do this. Mm. I absolutely hate. I hate it when Norwich collapse like this. And do you know what? I'm going to be selfish for a minute, right? I hate. I hate being in this position because we get criticised for being positive. We get criticised for being negative. People say we're on the club's payroll. I'm like, fucking hell, here we go again. And I hate being negative, but they have to be criticised after that, Jack. Mm. We, you can't, you cannot polish a turd. Mm. And I, actually, I would argue that we were diarrhoea against Plymouth. I don't even think we were a turd. <sighs> Welcome back to a TNC legend. Go on. Willemot. Oh! <laughs> here he it's is. Been a while. Been a while. TNC OGs will remember Willemot. And I like this from Willemot. What's his bio? Come on. One thing is certain in life. Weeds will always outgrow grass. That is the best Don't we know it? ever. Oh, God. Um, I like this from Willemotts because there's been so much positivity on the podcast. And he could have, you know, popped up when the going was good. But actually, Willemotts has got stuck in 
when the tough has begun. And he yes. said, hi, lads, it's been a while. Just been sorting out some bang average lawns. I think he's yeah. calling yours bang average. Uh, at the uh, As the football... Um, as for the football, hit control, alt, delete, and let's start again. Um, <laughs> yeah. More importantly, and let's sway away from football. This is a big question. More importantly, I keep getting ribbed at work um, for having Marmite rice cakes in my lunchbox. Ooh. Marmite, yes or no? Well, I mean, rice cake, big no. Marmite, yes. Yes. Oh, I like Marmite. Bloody hell, we agree yeah. on something. Rice cakes? I suspect you like rice cakes. No, no interest. I have to admit, Willamots, we will always outgrow grass, but rice cakes, unacceptable. You're better than that. You're better than that. Stick on a bagel. Adam says, when's the next international break? I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. I think it's week commencing the night. Yeah. It's week commencing God. the 9th of October. Are we really praying for an international? Well, Are we look, praying for like England to play Lithuania or something? I mean, that, that's desperate, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but that is what a 6-2 does to you. Uh, Ollie Cockram. But can I just say, that's that second name of the podcast. Yeah. Cockram says, I love the fact that are limited to three per person. Yeah. Yeah, well, we had to, Ollie. By the way, I'm so sorry. I just couldn't resist there. Um, Ollie... What a guy, and I agree, had to keep them down to three. Another Ollie. Uh, yeah. Question. Can we get Lakens to give NCFC fans a 90% discount for the rest of the season? It's going to be a tough few months. Um, we can't give you 90%, but we can give you 20%, and that's pretty bloody good, because it makes this... That was a seamless transition. LGR, Lakens are, are now brewing lager, and they're canning it, and... Chris will back me up here. It's bloody lovely. It is. And I'm going to be demolishing this yeah. on Saturday night yeah. for my birthday. Uh, so if you want some Lakens lager, and we've had loads of people order it and back us up and say it's really good. Something else you can buy as well. Sorry 20 to 20% off. Link in the description. Sorry Go to and get it. Plug there. Another plug. As modelled by you. Beautifully, I must say. Johnny Rowe, let's have a go t-shirts are on sale. They've been flying off the shelves, they haven't have. they, Jack? Yeah, and, and as soon as I release them, he stopped scoring goals. So, so that's good, isn't it? Yeah, we might need to discontinue them. So if you do want them, <laughs> hurry up. Uh, NCFC Jake says, statement. We are absolutely buggered until Christmas January. We're too reliant on Sergeant. Everyone's performances have gone downhill since Sarge got injured. Well, Jake, it's hard to disagree and at the moment, they are not showing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Look, I agree, and I think because we're not adapting, and I, and I would agree, and I think Sergeant's injury is really big. But, but we can't keep, you know, we can't keep looking for excuses. You, every team in this division will have injuries to to their best player slash best players at some point. Leeds have had it, and, and they're playing okay now. Leicester will have it. Ipswich will have it. They will all have it, and you have to overcome and adapt. Actually, the position Norwich are in, we've got quite a fragile squad and mm -hmm. that's part of our financial situation, our poor recruitment over the recent seasons. But we have to adapt and overcome. We can't have one injury and write the season off. No, I, mean, I know. That is I, know. A, I know. I, I know. mean, that's a terrible position to be in. So I agree. I think it will be really tough. I think if Norwich somehow managed to stick in and around the top six come January, that will be a yeah. huge success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, Agreed. But we have, I mean, we... We have four strikers on the club's books. I know two of them are out, but four pretty decent championship strikers. Not many clubs have that. Not many clubs have the ability to pull in an Adam Eder. Remember Michael Bauer's point from Sunderland? They pre they played without a striker for the majority of last season and ended up in the top six. It's actually about what the, def <sighs> the defence can keep clean sheets, of which I think we've only had one at home to Stoke, right? Mm. No, at home. Oh, yeah. At home. At home, yeah. 
I like this one from um, from from Samuel because we can almost get so depressed here we can laugh. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Samuel Austin says, "What is your worst away day memory?" Love the podcast, OTBC. Worst away day memory. There's been a few. Um, You're going to say Brighton away, aren't you? No, but that was a howler. Okay. Newcastle away, Sunday, four thirty. Ember Carney scored two. I think we lost 6-2. Yeah, but Ember Carney scored. I went on Club Canary. It took like eight hours. I had sixth form the next morning at like 8am. That was pretty grim. But Ember Carney scored. You've it, got... It, surely Millwall away 4-0 was that, worse than that. God, I've forgotten about that. Do you remember that? That was bad. The, uh, yeah, what yeah, was that yeah, lad's yeah, yeah. name? What, the Franca, Marcel, Marcel Franca. Franca, James Husband. Oh my God. That was James a dark Husband. day. James Husband. Wow. Uh, I, I, the reason I say Newcastle is because actually, I think, I mean, it was a long while ago, I think we'd actually been okay in the Premier League up to that point and we got pumped 6-2 by Newcastle yeah. and Alex Neal just suddenly retreated into his shell and, and we played this horrible football for yeah. the rest of the season. That destroyed the season that game. <laughs> So and I really that, hope so on that the Plymouth result yes. doesn't be the same. <laughs> what, if, what if Wagner now changes mm. the system to just shut up shop? Maybe he should do against Plymouth. Oh, boy. Um, my worst away day memory is the classic Fulham away. Yes. And a lot of Norwich City fans will remember that. Um, we needed a draw yeah. to stay up. And we got absolutely battered yeah. uh, by a stadium that has a neutral area i'm not sure that exists anymore well it better not mm. um might do yeah that was that was by far the most devastating away day um for, for me as an, as an Art city fan right i can't keep um reading those I mean, let's look, look ahead to most, this week most right? most of them are can i just say if you've not had your question read i'm sorry every single question is an angry one yeah. which sums up the mood and therefore jack going into the fulham game yeah and the birmingham games is that mood gonna shift Yes, I think it does. I, I really think it does. Uh, Fulham, you will know, you know, cup competitions are, are, are absolute priority too, uh, uh, specifically at this moment, but for a club like Norwich in general. <laughs> I'm not going to argue going, with you today. I am going because I happen to be in London, but yeah. that's the only reason. So I'm looking forward to seeing signs. I think Quang scores that night. I think we have a bit of fun. I think we get knocked out. Good. Birmingham. <laughs> that is shocking for me. Birmingham's big. <laughs> Birmingham yeah. is a game that we have to win. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, not only do we have to win, we need to see a, a good performance. And, and, and let's see something from these players to prove the doubters wrong. Yeah. Prove the people wrong have said, well, the season's over now. They earned some credit at the start of this season. Yes. A few of the performances earned credit. They've yes. lost that credit now. Yes, I agree. So we are starting from scratch. Yeah. Let's mentally say we're starting from scratch. Yeah. We're starting the season again. With you. We now need to see a consistent run of performances and results, and that mm. starts on Saturday. I don't think the I don't think the starting eleven from Plymouth changes too much. I wouldn't have Huang starting in there with two up front. I think we looked far too mm. open. I'd stick another midfielder in there, but I would go with a similar eleven, and I would tell them, "Don't embarrass yourselves again," because that was actually really, really humiliating. And let's see it. And if we lose to Birmingham or the performance is good and we don't win, then I'll get stuck in on the podcast. But I'm giving them another week to turn it around. I think you're too kind. I completely disagree with you, Jack. They have not, they do not deserve the right 
to, to that starting eleven after losing six two to Plymouth. So what, what changes? David Wagner needs to make wholesale changes. So that what team. changes? Because oh, you've mate. already said oh, there's mate, nothing all on over. the bench. Going forwards, they need to mix it up. With, with Wang, who? Wang's not doing anything. With whom? Because the midfield, you've said the midfield went the missing. The centre backs, you're not both answering them, my not question. Not good enough. The wing backs, not good enough. You, you're you're being too kind. I'm so actually who do you, who do you I'm disappointed. Who do you I'm disappointed. Bring on? How far have your standards slipped yet again? You're not answering my question. All sorts, mate. I'd honestly change all sorts. I think both centre backs could be dropped. So who comes in? I think well, anyone. We don't have another centre back, mate. We do. Who? The youngsters. Oh, genuinely, mate. You cannot lose like that and keep your starting and, and just expect. I think you're being too kind. We don't have any other options. You are no, we do. You're being too you kind. You haven't named me another option. Mate, you're being too kind to that starting eleven against Plymouth. We've already lost three and four. We've been found out. We need to change our system. And I'm not saying change every player. Obviously, I'm not that stupid. I am quite stupid, but I'm not that stupid. I'm just saying we need players to complement. We need to fill out that midfield and we need to stop the rot. Stop conceding goals. And especially at home, do not concede at home to Birmingham, please. Although I think we will. And I'll tell you something else that's coming. John Ruddy's going to turn into bloody Buffon. Yeah. Birmingham have been okay this season. Birmingham or Birmingham? Look, we oh. need to see a reaction. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, this is the thing as well, right? You're, you're like, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely think the, 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 this is about the players. This isn't about proving the naysayers wrong. This is about the players proving they're up to it. This isn't about the naysayers and the Norwich fans. The players need to give the good account to themselves. Yeah, we're not in fan territory anymore. We're doing our job. Mm. And I'm proud that the Norwich fans are doing their job. Those players need to prove they're good enough to be in a team that's fighting for the playoffs this season. Because at the moment, they cannot argue that they are currently not living up to that. And yeah. it's not an unfair expectation. Let I could go on for hours getting more and more angry, so let's not. Let us know in the comments <gasps> what your starting eleven would be. I, I think if Chris got his way, it'd be the under-21 side. I don't <laughs> think that will happen. Um, was, are you feeling any better? I don't I, think you I are. Do, are no, you? I, no, I, I do. I think I've riled you up. No, I have let off some steam. Okay. I just, I just am so disappointed, Jack. Mm. I just feel so let down. And I didn't even go to Plymouth. Mm. I... I over to you, Norwich players. Over please. to you, David Vang. If I have one pray for this weekend, please, please don't put me through Liam Gibbs in an attacking position. I can't do that. I can do most things. I can't yeah, watch you've that. You've got a funny thing with Liam He's Gibbs, not an attacking you? midfielder. Okay, fair enough. Uh, see you back here next week. And I really hope, Chris, that we're talking about a win. Thank you. See you later. Bye. <laughs>